This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Monday, December the 28th, 2015. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you every day, Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Arizona time. Wealth insurance is what we do, the physical delivery of gold and silver. And you can simply give us a call at one 800 951 and the lovely Wendy will be here to take your call, answer your question, or check us out online at allamericangold.com. Not only can you order online, check out the news that the Tinfoil Nation subscribes to, but you can also go back and listen to archive shows that are on our podcast. Yes, we do provide that for you. If you miss a show anytime, go check it out. Hit the podcast link and look at us there. The show is brought to you and paid for by the Patriot Trading Group and its owner, the CEO, the master of research. His name's Joe Jaquin, and it's my pleasure to welcome him this morning. Joe, how are you? I hope you had a wonderful Christmas. Uh, same to you. It, it was a wonderful Christmas. I uh, hope all of you had a great Christmas as well. Of course, New Year's is coming right up here. We will be closed on Friday uh, for New Year's, and we will be running holiday-type hours. I know Thursday will close down early. Uh, today, my oldest son, matter of fact, today, tomorrow, Wednesday, has a holiday basketball tournament, so I'll be... I think most schools in town are doing schools, that, right? Yeah, seem to do that if you're if you're participating, uh, whether it be boys or girls basketball and uh, what other... I think soccer, girls, soccer is going on right now. Maybe I may be wrong on that. Right, you know what? If it is going on, those girls better bundle up because it's... I'm telling you, for Arizona, us big babies... We're big babies. The wind's blowing, and the wind chill factor may have us at 38 degrees. <laughs> There's a nice nip in the air. Up, baby, but, oh, my goodness. But what a great holiday week. My, my mom was uh, is still in town, and I just it's always great having her. I love busting her chops and, and calling her old and and the theme. Oh, the good son. Yeah, nice. yeah. Yeah, that's really nice. <laughs> well, you know, I'll be honest. I had tried and have tried to get uh, mom to move back to Arizona. Just to move in with you. She would absolutely. My wife would help her go pack all her crap to get her to come in. And, and I had told her and and that I wasn't going to get stuck with bad grandma. And, and what I meant was, hey, listen, don't think when you're like 80-something. Getting a little, a little senile. Right, right. And it's, senile. You know. A little decrepit. Can't really operate the vacuum cleaner anymore and all that. That then At that point, you're coming here. That's not happening. Oh, you are such a right? special. That's a special kind of love. Right, right. <laughs> I just wanted her to know, listen, I'm willing to do that. But in exchange for that, I need some good grandma years. Good point, man. Right? I, like, I like what's happening there. So, so this year... I let her know that the good grandma years are slipping by. <laughs> you are something else. <laughs> <Yeah. I gotta laughs> wow. So we'll see. We'll see. I, well, you know, I, I I love her. I think she's a lovely lady. I got a chance to see her right before the holidays as uh, she came to visit us here at the office. She looks healthy, wealthy, and wise. I'm just telling you, she just looks great. Syracuse, right? She's yep. still in still in Syracuse. Is she still in the house you were raised in? No. Um, 
it's funny, the house that she was raised in. How about that? She still has that house as an addition to uh, the other house that she currently resides in. And there's only one reason for this. She lives in a a four-bedroom house, and it's just my mom, okay? It's got a basement. I mean, it's a typical, uh, what I'll call a typical Syracuse dwelling, and no A.C. at her house, by the way, because it's always freezing in Syracuse. But she just has the other one just to store all her stuff. She is a borderline hoarder. You know what I'm saying? I've seen the shows. Right, it's not like that. I don't want to get, but it's bad. Okay, all right. I mean, I'm pretty sure she still has most of the stuff that we used in our childhood. Is there any chance in New York your mom goes out of her way to listen to this show? I, <laughs> I don't. You know, she knows this. I mean, I, I willingly. One of the great things about me, or maybe it's one of the bad things about me, is I willingly share. Completely unfiltered, all of uh, the things that well, I've expressed here on this show. Oh, flaws, inadequacies, all just of it. All oh, those I little things. All that we, I agree. I agree. You're you're an open book. It's a scary story, but you're an open book. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, welcome. I'm I, uh, excited to ha- do a show. We haven't had a live show since last Tuesday, and uh, I just hope all of you are making it through the holidays. If you haven't received your product, Wendy just laughed. We actually did pretty well. I mean, we got most of the stuff out of here. Um, Platinum, by the way, congratulations to any of you that took my advice on that. Platinum has been on a run ever since. Uh, Platinum Eagles have arrived at our Bullion Bank. So they're in our cage at the Bullion Bank. The problem is the Bullion Bank, they're on holiday hours, and, and really the owner's there, and that's pretty much about it. But they should be here. If we're super lucky, and I don't think we're going to be lucky, just because they're, they're, most of the employees are off until after New Year's. Uh, but they should be here the middle of next week. If we're super lucky, they'll get here before we, before Friday. I doubt it. So I'm going to tell you, anyone that's been waiting on Platinum, we will have that here, and they'll go right out uh, right after the New Year. So I, I would say probably uh, Tuesday after New Year's at the latest, uh, those will be out and on its way. Um, and other than that... I'm excited to see those come in. Oh, I want yeah, to take a look at them, because I, I, I don't think that that's an item that, since I've been here going on two years now... We never do. Well, just because there's not any, you know, the United States, as an example, we haven't minted a platinum coin in several years. Uh, But these are the Canadian maple leaves. So just an update, if if you're looking for your product, don't worry. Everything will be coming out as quickly as we can get it. Patriot Radio News Hour, we'll be back right after the break. Patriot Radio News Hour, Double J in the love. The Dow's down triple digits as crude oil's getting pounded worse than Aaron Rodgers. How about them Cardinals? Wow, that was just the Christmas gift I was looking for. A nice buy going into the playoffs. I'm going to tell you, I would like to thank all of the people from 
Wisconsin. For coming on in. For coming on in. Paying double the value. Double and triple. Maybe quadruple. Right? And and, uh, putting the cheese on their head, all that stuff. Well, I think what they did is they took that cheese and made it into queso dip yesterday. (laughs) I'm here to tell you, they were runny. So... Thank you for supporting the Arizona economy, and, and I'm sure, you know, we, 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 we laugh about how this is Arizona, South Canada, and North Mexico, right? Exactly. Um, right? And really, Wisconsin, which is almost part of Canada. Well, they like to right? refer to, the, uh, uh, honestly, what they refer to Cardinal Stadium is Lambeau West. Lambeau West. Lambeau okay. West. I didn't you know? know that. Oh, but... yeah, when the Packers come into town, they you know what? They don't care what the price is. They're here to see their beloved Packers. And I'll say this. We know a few of these We know a lot of them. Sure we do. Sure and we they do. were uh, partaking in the festivities there. They've lived here for... You know, once you live here over a decade... Should you have converted by now right, to being a Cardinal right, They don't. They don't. Their loyalty... They really don't. Green, and, and, green and gold. And it aggravates me to, to no end. But guess what? We won. Nanny, nanny, boo-boo, ha-ha, whatever. You know, go ahead, man. I'll root them on. Because now it gives me somebody target. You know me, I'm relentless. Oh, yeah. Our buddy Matty B is getting it right now. <laughs> so, anyway, that was uh, our our... After Christmas holiday gift, so I'll tell you, if something happened, and I never do this, but my mom was here, and and any opportunity to spend some quality family time, we went to the mall. Well, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, which and you know me, that never happens. We went to the mall, and we went before Christmas. And then the biggest mistake I ever made, and I promise I will never make it again. You went after Christmas. We went after Christmas. The day after Christmas? The day after Christmas. Goodness gracious. When will you learn? To the Scottsdale Fashion Square Mall. Well, then you went to the Mecca of malls in this, yes. in this part of the country. Yes, the, 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 the Mecca of, of all malls anywhere, Fashion Square Mall. And I'll say this, the, the, when we went before Christmas, it really wasn't that bad. I mean, I was preparing for it to be horrendous, right? And it really wasn't. And even my my wife, and I didn't have a lot to go on. I thought, you know, it was pretty crowded, I thought. And, and my wife was like, wow, it's empty. And I was like, well, she would know, right? Okay, yeah, good idea. She's the expert. What do I know? And then uh, we went... The day after Christmas, because as it just is what it is. Now, what do you buy, thirteen and sixteen-year-old boys? And I, heaven forbid, if they were girls, right? So you do the gift card thing, right? So now they get to go spend it, right? Okay, right. So now they and and I will say this: they were both in desperate need of of clothes because it's. You know, Arizona cold here. Sure. So. <laughs> and all they have are flip-flops and shorts. Right. They, you know, they need something with long sleeves. And so we we went to uh, the mall, and, and my oldest actually had been collecting some gift cards and had uh, several hundred dollars to spend at a store. And... We 
went to this store, and I'm going to tell you right now, it was absolutely, in my opinion, just ridiculous. A little mayhem going on? Just mayhem. There's people everywhere, right? And it seemed like every other person wanted to return something. So returns, they take like twice as long. I, I, I get it. Right? right? You know what I'm Three saying? Times. And I'm like, are you kidding? We spent more time waiting in the line than we did actually buying the clothes. And so we get it done, right? And, and so, and I'm so proud of my boys because we went to two stores, two, at this mall. And I'm going to tell you right now, both of my kids, without me even saying anything, as we were in line at the second place, yeah, we're done. <laughs> right? Well, that and apple like, did not fall too far from the right, tree. Hello. And I was right. Absolutely. We're out of here. That's it. Two stores is the maximum. And we we get it done, and, and we go, and we decided we're not eating here. You know, we're thinking about the food court and the food court. Let me tell you, there's more people in the food court than there was in the store. I mean, does that – I mean – I, who does that? Well, yes, at a is. mall, a food court is a, not, 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 not just a food court. It's a social setting. Social setting. You know right. and, and, who, and I was going to be, I guess that's what, what you're right, because I was going to do it. We are going to do the food court thing. We took one look at that food court, and like, yeah, let's just go. We'll eat somewhere else. Sure. And, and we went, and, and uh, we had parked in the parking garage. Right? So we go and get in the car. And we pull out, and we're following the sign to where it says exit, and we're not moving. And, I mean, we didn't move for five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes. We're, you know, you're what is – and by this time, there's cars behind you. I mean, you're stuck. You're par- there's You can't go anywhere. We were stuck in this parking garage for over 30 minutes. Oh, the anxiety oh, and the, so the, oh, the stress <laughs> and the anxiety you must feel. I'm this, just telling you that sounds horrible. And, it, it sounds and you're funny. right. For, I don't know why, but it was, it was traumatic. It's stressful when you're in there. You get claustrophobic. Right, and then... The line behind you is growing. The line in front of you is not not getting shorter. And then here comes somebody, and you know, they're going right for the car. They're going to... Do you let them in? You're like, dude, I've been in this spot for 15 minutes. I'm not letting you in. Of course, my wife, she lets everybody in. She's one of those. Yeah. I'm... That'll cause a fight. (laughs) <laughs> what are you doing, honey? No, you're not letting anybody Don't let in. Don't I, let I, I, I will tell you this, that uh, Friday, Friday morning, that's what the, the I-17 was a parking lot going north. I think it was people going Trying home. Trying to go, uh, get out of town. Get out of town, either go back home after Christmas Day, whatever. It was just insanity on Friday and, and, and Saturday on that I-17. But neither here nor there. You you contributed to the economy. I did. I did. Out. We didn't return anything. We actually uh, bought things and then waited. So my <laughs> my wife's such a great person. She just simply makes the announcement next year, not parking in the parking garage. Problem solved. Right. <laughs> that, that, that was, I'm like, wait, that's their solution on next year. Yeah, I'm not going. 
that's that's the solution. That's the solution. Yeah, yeah. Well, and did, let me ask this: Did you guys get? Did you guys contribute to the billion-dollar empire that is the Star Wars? We did. See, yeah, one of the. I mean, we we have my mom here, and then when my mom leaves, my brother's coming. So we've kind of planned certain things that we're going to do. And so Star Wars was one of those. We took my mom to Star Wars, and I'll tell you. Whether it was a good movie or not, irrelevant. Because here's a, I mean, the first Star Wars came out when I was a kid. 1977. Right? And this is number seven now? I believe so. And my wife says they're going to make two more. Yeah. This is a trilogy that they're making right now. So we see the movie. And a funny funny thing happened. Because my kids, they know Star Wars and stuff. But they're not... You know, I was like, you know, they're not of the Star Wars generation. We had, uh, before Return of the Jedi had come out, and I don't even know when that was, like years and years ago, my wife had bought the box set at the Costco. VHS? No, no, they the, were DVDs. The DVDs, okay. DVD, and it had the first five. Nice. And then you know, the sixth one, and then, of course, this was the seventh one. So we had the first five of them. They had sat in this box. I want to say since my wife bought it. I don't even know if they'd ever been watched. Five years, six years ago? Maybe seven or eight years ago. I mean, just sitting there. And, boy, I'll tell you what happened. After we got home from that movie, my kids went on a Star Wars bender. And they watched all five over a two-day period they'd watched all five of the ones that we had had and then some of the some of the things that some of the jokes that were made in the movie sure they they didn't they didn't get them and then they saw and then they that's the way oh that makes sense when han solo when han solo wanted to know if there was a trash compactor they didn't get it right but after they watched it they understood not, we're not one to really uh, um, be critics on movies. On, in this right, show, I don't right? know. Right, but what I will tell you, for our family, because our church rented out Norterra Theaters here. Yes, yeah, just right. Your church rented out the whole theater. The whole theater. Well, at least a... a one of the... One of the rooms. One of the... One of the viewing... And was packed. And I told the family, you got to get there early, because I don't want to be sitting there in the front row. Okay, we weren't in the front row, but we were in the fourth row. And it was, it was just like the front but row. But let me just tell you, it was such an event. It was such an event. I've never had a pastor at the beginning of, hey, this is fun to put together. I, I was about to say, are we going to put a blessing on this movie? So that it doesn't stink. No Zsa Zsa Binks, please. Let me just tell you, it was. I, I enjoyed Star Wars thoroughly. It's Golly, I could not believe it's already hit a billion dollars worldwide. It's, yeah, 12 days, billion, billion dollars. dollars. That's that just, just tells you, think about how big this was. And that's worldwide, it only did a billion. And I say only a billion. And it hasn't hit China yet. Right. And, and you think about how big that is, and it just kind of puts into perspective all of these billions and trillions of dollars. You think about a national debt of $19 trillion. We, I mean, the government goes a billion dollars into debt, it's seemingly every 10 minutes. And something as big as Star Wars, 12 days, everywhere, and it's worldwide, 12 days to get to a billion dollars in sales. Think about how 
enriching that's making the economy just from that movie because from popcorn sales because that's not included in the billion <laughs> to the gas in your car to get there to the dinner afterwards or before Star Wars saving Christmas saving <laughs> Christmas man I'm just, and you know what you know did you know see I and I don't keep up with the entertainment side of everything did you know that George Lucas sold the right to Star Wars to Disney. Did you know that? That Disney owns Star Wars yeah, yes, now? Yes, I did. You know how many, I mean, they paid him for it? That's great. Well, I don't. If I'm not mistaken, they paid him $4 billion. $4 billion? Well, they, I mean, the whole... The they whole got a bargain, because they get... Well, let's face it, they're, they don't... The movie's one thing, right? They're glad about the billion bucks. But they're going to make it on all the Lego ships and all the... Action figures. You can't walk into when you DVD were shopping. Sale. When you were shopping with your family, every store had a Star Wars something or other. I mean, sporting stores had Star Wars shirts for sale. It's just amazing to me the marketing genius behind it. But they are not being hesitant about a thing. Oh, you want a bottle cap? It's got Star Wars on it. Guess what? You got to pay for that too. Oh, you want a red Solo cup? Guess what? It's got Star Wars on it. Everything has Star Wars on it. I, in fact, am wearing my Chewbacca underwear. I just thought I'd share that with wow. you. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> really could have done without knowing that. Right? Sometimes you share too much. Uh, TMI. Yeah, right. Too much that, information. That, that, that's, that's one of those. But, uh, yeah, so we did that. We did the whole thing. And, and last night we did, uh, we had family game night. And I just, uh, before we, and I promised in the next segment we'll talk about some news, but. I dominated in Clue once again, because I'm a master. Self-high-five for that. And Patriot Radio News Hour. we'll talk about some economic data when we get back next. Welcome back. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592, or you can just go out to allamericangold.com and click the Order Now button. Uh, I do have a limited number of Silver Eagles. We did have a seller, uh, so we do have some rolls of U.S. Silver Eagles available at $360. Also, uh, if you didn't catch the, the, the mail-in special on the Morgan Dollars, uh, we do have some of those available at uh, $425 a roll at 800-951-0592. I think it was last week. Pew Research, they did this study and said that the middle class in the United States fell below 50%. And the first time since they've been tracking data that that's ever happened, that less than half of the country falls into the what we'll deem the middle class income. Now, people are starting to debate whether the qualification, the income qualification that defines middle class is truly middle class anymore. You know, it's kind of like back when, I want to say it was in the late 70s, early 80s, someone decided that 250,000 was the benchmark for whether or not you were wealthy. 
I thought that qualified you to be the one percent. Right, the one percenters, right? and, and, and the, the number country. and the number never changes, right? And and of course, a lot of people will tell you if you make two hundred fifty thousand and you live in New York City or San Francisco or some of these other markets, you ain't making that you, much money. You ain't making that the much cost money. Of living so high in those two places, right? But uh, Charles Smith actually has taken the the debate a step further. And he says, according to his uh, what he'll, he calls the qualitative measures, that no more than a third of U.S. households are actually middle class, of course, far below the 49%. And so here's how he... He broke down what middle class is. And his his minimal, fundamental lifestyle and wealth requirements to middle class membership. <laughs> right? It's like you're applying for an American Express card. Number one on the list, meaningful health care insurance. And, and, he, and he puts in parentheses, $5,000 deductible health care plans don't qualify. He calls that phantom coverage. So just on his first requirement, the health care requirement, I don't qualify. Because my, my, our deductible, my wife's and I's deductible, and most of you that are, if you're a small business owner like I am, well, you know this. It's a ten thousand. I have a ten thousand dollar deductible. So really, unless something significant happens, I really don't have health insurance because in order to meet the deductible, it's coming out of pocket. So I can suffer one broken limb a year. Between me, my wife, and my two kids. Well, you got that going for you. <laughs> and we know this because my youngest has broken several bones, and it always seems to come in right about seven or eight grand. Right? Never quite gets to the the 10000 But it was one of those things where, where I was like, because ah, I'd like to believe I'm middle class. And his very first one on his list, and I'm like, yeah, that's not me. Second, significant equity in your house. And by significant, and I don't think it's an outrageous number, 25%. And then I started thinking about, wow, that should be a middle-class person. We should have that. I mean, he used to used to not even be able to buy a house 20, 30 years ago without 20% down. True. I mean, that was part of the evolution into adulthood, right? It's being able to save money to put the down payment on the house. But and another another thing about the equity in the home, how many people have uh, uh, already made that liquid? How right, many, that's what how many people I mean, put in a pool? How many people consolidate all their bills? How many, because a lot of folks just... Take that liquid, uh, that 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 equity, and and make a liquid. And I guess this is his whole point. You know, we're we're trying to determine what middle class is by the size of your paycheck. But then when you start thinking about, you know, you use the same 
and I really loved it. Broke at a different level. Yeah, and, and it, 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 to me, it just because a person looks good on the outside, you don't know what their ledger looks like in their house. And if they make 150000 or 200000 and every dollar of that spent, you're just broke at a different level, right. man. There's you're, no comfort. Are you really middle are, class? Are you saving any money? Are, are, are you paying for your kid's college, or do they have to take so, a loan? I'll, I'm gonna, I'll, we're going through this list. I want to just reiterate. Less than a third of people fall into these simple guidelines. Meaningful health care. In other words, you don't have catastrophic health care like I do. You got to have at least twenty-five percent equity in your home. An income to expense ratio that enables uh, the household to save at least six percent of income. Okay, now six percent is not a huge number, but hey, after you're done paying for everything, after the month's over. Do you have 6% of your income left to put into savings? Significant retirement funds. Right? This is, and he just says 401k, IRA. There's no minimums. And it doesn't say you have to have X amount of money in it. Just got to have them. The ability to service all expenses over the medium term. If one of the primary household wage earners loses their job. Now, we already know. Matter of fact, another study came out over the holidays that over 60% of Americans now have less than $1,000. And it seems like that number just keeps growing. So, obviously, we know if one of them loses their job, they definitely don't have any money. Reliable vehicles for each wager. So you got the car for you and car for your spouse. The household does not depend on government assistance to maintain their lifestyle, which a lot of people at the lower end of the middle class spectrum do. We'll finish with the rest of the top 10 list here when we get back. What does it mean anymore? Well, according to what you're giving us here, uh, well, this is a this is one person's criteria to be meaningful middle class, right? So you're sitting there, you're thinking about it, and and really, as we're going through this list, he's not really asking a whole lot. You know, the first one still gets me. You know, here's the funny thing is in the last few years, we haven't met our deductible for my, our health insurance. But there's been years that we have. And my wife has had some health issues, and, and all of you are pretty much aware of those. But uh, I don't, you know, right now you really don't have a choice. Even if I decide, you know what, I'm not paying for health insurance. I'll just pay out of pocket. I'll just pay as I go. The president's taking care of that, hasn't he? Well, we'll have a nice fine for you for doing that. But anything about, okay, so meaningful health care, right, uh, some equity in the house, 
can you save do does your income exceed or at least be uh allow you to save six percent of your money after your expenses do you have a 401k or an ira can you at least survive three to six months if one of you loses your job each person has a reliable I use the word reliable reliable vehicle so it doesn't you could have a couple of vehicles but if one of them's always breaking down that doesn't really constitute middle class can't have any type of government assistance eight a percentage of hard assets beyond the family home that could be transferred to the next generation. Same thing about, hey, if you're a middle class in the United States, at least in my mind of what the American dream would have been, is when you when you passed, there was something left over that you could give to your your offspring to your children. I think that's meaningful middle class. Surplus income to invest in your children. And he's talking about extracurricular activities. Club basketball. Football. Maybe uh, some form of music lesson. Or music, like your daughter was what musical theater, right? All of those, those are expensive. Right. I'm going to tell you, it wasn't the way I grew up, right? I mean, it wasn't the way I grew up. I'll, I'll tell you right now, my dad, he was the commissioner of our little league, the president, the guy. He ran our little league, right? And I and I will never forget from the time I was seven till the time I was thirteen. My dad ran the Little League. I want to say it was $10 to play Little League. And my dad had raised it to 12 And I want to say maybe, and I could be wrong, I'll have to ask my mom on this, but I thought right before I left it went to $50 for the whole season. And you got a T-shirt with uh, got a T-shirt, you got a hat with uh, uh, your your sponsor on right. it that said something some, like some small, electric right. or some, some small bit Craner Oil. Craner Oil. That's who I, I played for Craner Oil for three years. No idea who Craner Oil is, but I played for. They were on your shirt and on your. They were on my shirt. We wore red. And I think today, fifteen bucks. Doesn't pay for anything. Doesn't get Matter of fact, fifteen dollars is not enough for me and my wife to go watch one of our son's basketball games. Cause it costs eight dollars an adult. So for the two of us just to go watch the game, it's sixteen dollars. And I know for a fact you didn't pay to watch any of our games. You know, and what's interesting is you were talking about my my daughter being in musical theater, right? Okay, this musical theater group that she was in, it's not like when we were kids there wasn't a musical theater uh, that kids could just you know come and apply for, or sign up for, and your parents paid 120 bucks a season, which meant you were part of a a show. 
what you did when we were kids is uh, you got selected in class. And right, you, you were going to play school, this role. You right. did a school production. Right. Do they still do school productions? Yes, they do in high school. But no, they don't. I don't believe in middle school unless it's a Christmas pageant or something like that. What these kids are doing. I think you're right. I, 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 and here's what, what's happening with musical theater. Is it's a thriving business. They file their, themselves as a nonprofit, 501C. And what ends up is it's a business. It's a business of putting on shows, and you know what? They have to. There's expenses to it. I did not realize that. Did you know for them to put on uh, uh, um, uh, the show of Les Misérables, they have to pay Les, Les Misérables to do their show, and they can't alter it. They can't change a script. I mean, they have to follow these rules to do a show. And man, I'll tell you, I went to my daughter's show of Les Misérables. And she was wonderful. Hated the show, but she was wonderful. And I'm here to tell you, it was two and a half to three hours long. Of the it cost a lot of time and money. But I started counting all the kids, and I started going, okay, it cost each one of those kids $150 to be in that show. And I'm starting to count this up. And then I just looked at the rent of the facility, what they paid for this, uniforms, costume, all that. It's just so expensive. Well, we know. We used to run a, a club, a basketball. club a basketball up in Anthem. Matter of fact, Meadowlark Lemon passed this weekend. And he came and did our show. Meadowlark Lemon, we, we, we paid to have him come to Anthem, and they did their whole little Globetrotters routine at, right. right there at Boulder Creek. But this is uh, another part of being middle, meaningful middle class. Do you have enough money to allow your kids to do extracurricular activities. We'll be back with the last thing on the list, Patriot Radio News, our final segment coming up. Final segment, middle class and meaningful middle class and really when you think about this list at least in my eyes I'm thinking my well that that's what middle class should mean and then I, I was telling Homer during the break because we were talking about you know where my son's junior high is you know they only offer three sports for boys boys basketball track and flag football and you got to pay for every one of those. So you pay to participate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You pay to participate. It's not part of the cool school cost of your... Uh, the, the, and this is public school. Public it's seventh right. grade public school. Got to pay for any one of those sports. And those are the only three you get. You know, and this is a junior high school. I want to say there's 400 and some odd boys in this junior high school. They don't offer... You know, there's no baseball. There's no wrestling. There's... You know, some of the traditional soccer, which is big out here. There's none of that. All that's been privatized, though. You play Privatized. Club, exactly club, wrestling, right. club wrestling, club baseball, club football, club. And you paid, what did you pay for your kid to play football in high school? My my oldest son, he played varsity football as a sophomore. $975. Out of dad's pocket. Out of mom and dad's pocket. For him to play varsity football. 325 of that to actually play. The rest of it was, well, we're having summer camp where they moved into the school 
gymnasium for a week, and you know they had to feed them and do this, that, the other, and 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 then of course passing league, and that was another three hundred twenty-five dollars. So nine hundred seventy-five dollars. Well, you can't let your son down. You got to. Right, you got to do it. Well, you got no choice. What would your parents have said if if, if I'm a middle class person? Right, I should be able to fork over nine hundred seventy-five dollars. I guarantee you, my parents would have been like, "You ain't playing." Yeah, you're no all-star, so you're no, not paying no thousand dollars for you to go play football. Let me tell you what you can do: call your buddies up, go be at the park, and play there for free. <laughs> right? Yeah, totally. I I totally agree with what you're saying there. But today is just commonplace. And then the last one to be meaningful middle class on this list. Leisure time devoted to the maintenance of physical, spiritual, and mental fitness. In other words, your gym membership. Your gym membership. Your yoga class. Your, your, your uh, you know, as a member of the church, right, you're putting a little donation into the basket. Well, it's called tithing. Yes. Okay. You know, so, so you're giving your tithing. But I mean, it's the, the spiritual, the the physical, all that stuff. If you, you know, I know people that make payments to physical trainers so that their bodies are toned and well, you know what? Yeah, you that gotta... is a car payment. They're paying three hundred and fifty, three hundred and four hundred dollars a month to their gym because they're giving getting private training sessions. And dude, you know these people too, oh, man. I'm here to tell you. Listen, just think about where you live. On all these strip malls, where would we be without these fitness places? Great. I mean, places would be empty. I don't know. We would just all look like we spent every day at Kentucky Fried Chicken. (laughs) Training group. It's a holiday week. Welcome back. I hope all of you had a great holiday. We'll talk again tomorrow. Everyone take care. Have a great day.